Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Movies. Movie time. Do you enjoy movies? I do not. Oh, I also don't. No. That's why I'm perfect to tell you what I think about them. That's right. We're honest. That's right. Movies are awful. Yeah. We don't like them, but we're going to be honest with you about them. That's right. Maybe, who knows, maybe just one will come by that is great. Yeah. Once in a while. Every once in a blue moon. Yeah. I can't see the moon, so I don't know what color it is. I don't know. It's blocked by the doomsday device. It's coming together. It's really good. I didn't know that AOL discs would take the glue this well. Oh, yeah. You sand them a little bit. Sand it. It's a homemade glue. You can't. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of knife puppy spit. Spit. Yep. At least I think that's what that is. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, But you sand it so it's not smooth anymore and it sticks a little better. That's all. Right. That's good. Yeah, I can't wait to see this thing in action. Yeah, it'll it'll work. It'll work. Man. I wonder if if this podcast put us on a list because we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That'd be great. Advice. <laughs> See, I have to listen to every episode of this now. Hey, this is great for analytics. That's right. So much doomsday ahead. That's right. Hi, CIA. <laughs> hey. Anarchist cookbook, am I right? Hey, that's right. Yeah. Yes. All of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, movies. <laughs> you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you go first. All right, then. It's time to talk about The Dig. The Dig. You dig the, it? Can you dig it? No. Oh, neither could these guys. Oh. The Dig. It's a Netflix movie. I watched it on 2021. It's from 2021. I watched it on... 2022. 2022. June 24th. How many times have we done this? Not enough. Uh, did you appreciate that our 666th movie was a horror movie? Was it? Yes, it was the Jin movie that I did. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I noticed that when I put it up. I That's it great. great. We've, done way, we've done so many movies. That's crazy to think about. Oh, man. I mean, we go through them. Yeah, we do. This is an hour 52 biography drama history directed by Simon Stone, starring Corey Mulligan, Ralph Fiennes, and Lily James. Ooh. Your IMDb movie summary, an archaeologist embarks on the historically important excavation of Sutton... The hell did I write? Oh, words. Sutton who? In 1938. Sutton who? Sutton who? This is a cool, true story. It is about uh, finding this... All this, these artifacts that are these big mounds on this woman's property. So it's a private property. Okay. She hires this guy to come in and do it. And he's very old school and he's doing it by himself. And he finds stuff. The big kicker is though it looks like they're going to go to war this is right before world war ii oh wow so they're like we need to get this stuff into a museum before it gets damaged by the war potentially where okay. everybody goes to war you know mm-hmm. and i believe yeah 1938 is when they're starting so god knows when they'll actually be thrown into right. actual warfare and uh, it is a wild wild ride it is a little slow it is very proper and britishy sure but it's pretty good and uh, as always if it's as historically accurate it's just like this guy's gonna get his he's gonna get known for what he did and of course not right once he starts actually finding things um, the museum tries to come in and take over his thing mm. they kind of do uh, but they let him stay on and because she's like you're not allowed to be here without him he yeah. needs to be here he's the one who discovered it he did this and that basically this is a fairly simple movie though Right. I wanted more from it. It's very dramatic. There's moments. And this is one of those movies where when you're talking about historically accurate things, I question things. Like sure. There's uh, two male characters that they infer are gay. Right. Totally could be true. But I'm like, well, if they're acting like this, where they're like giving each other glances and then disappearing into a room. Right. Like, I'm like, well, 
yeah, that's not going to be like a secret. Right. You know, and like there's other things, um, different characters having like affairs on the side. Like they add all this drama. Sure. Which maybe was true, but the way they executed it was very just like, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like, shouldn't we just be digging in a hole and finding a bunch of cool shit? That's right. (laughs) Like it just kind of took away. Makes sense. The way it was executed. Absolutely. But it's a pretty okay movie. Everybody's a dick in it, of course. And uh, ironically, you find out that they did not give them credit for many, many years. Wow. In, as in, like, in the last 10 years, they probably got their credit. The Holy woman shit. who owned the place and the man who did the digging. That's crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So let's go to the scores, because I can't give you a lot more than that. Okay. <laughs> IMDb, 7.1. Rotten Tomato Critics, 155 of them, 88%. The audience, 78%, 1,000 plus. Okay. And the wife and I agreed at a 6.0. Fair enough. It's a good movie. It's a kind of a slog, but it's it's fine. Right. Interesting. Eh, you know. I have a movie that is not true. Ooh, it's a lie? It's a fake movie. Oh, it's full of fake lies? Full of fakeness that's fake. 2017, <sighs> Tragedy Girls. Sounds fake. It is fake. I don't believe it. Watch this on the 22nd of May of 2022. It is 1 hour and 38. Eight minutes. Mm. It's a horror comedy mm. directed by Tyler McIntyre, starring Alexandra Ship, Brianna Hildebrand, and Craig Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Your movie summary for this one: Teenage crime reporters Sadie and Michaela are hot on the trail of a crazed serial killer. After managing to capture the maniac and hold him hostage, they soon realize that the best way to boost their social media stardom is to start committing murders themselves. Oh Jesus! Yeah. All right. Yeah, so they have they capture the serial killer, they hide him, and they're like, we need you to teach us how to, like, murder people. Oh, and then he's like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, okay, well, we're just going to murder people anyway, and they're going to think it's you. And so they start murdering people in order to, like, capture it on, like, their social media journal blog site. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and they, they the movie actually does a pretty good job. It knows what tone it's trying to strike, which is exactly what you said, where it's like, the oh, that's not good. Right. And it's like gory but not graphic and disgusting there's just enough gore there where you're just like oh like like a young girl shouldn't be doing this right this sounded like it was going to be nancy drew or something and then all of a sudden yeah exactly it plays on that kind of like what ended up becoming what i'll call like the cw oh era kind of it came before 2017 i think would probably be right around the time of that starting maybe sounds right i want to say it's one of those things riverdale can't be that old and it's probably like oh it came out in 2010 it's like oh dear god (laughs) but uh this Sam, get on that, Sam. That definitely has that vibe, and it does that nice job of going whoop and going over. 2010? Oh, no. 2017 as well. Look at you. Good. (laughs) So it definitely does a nice job of subverting your expectations in like an amusing way. And it builds, it manages to build story pretty well here between, there's a a growing tension between the two characters to the point where they're like, we need to murder the one, the the girl, one girl has a crush on this guy and Mm. she's like, we need to murder him because he shouldn't be in there. Like, you know, he Mm. shouldn't be like, you know, it's kind of like, well, why? Well, because he's popular, but it's really because it has the other girl's attention. And it's a pretty good little bleak comedy a la like you can tell it's riffing off of a mean girl style sure. and it's also kind of shaming the social media like Good. at this point yeah the social media <laughs> would be like well into the social media craze and it's really uh i think really pretty much on point it's successful across the board at everything it's trying to do i think that if it were trying to do just a touch less it may have given given them time to take like just you don't need to do 
as much, just refine it down a little bit. But the doing so much gives it that bombastic over-the-top tone. Sure. So they could have made it a little bit more serious and just focused maybe on, like, one or two murders and how hard that was. But, I mean, this gets to the point where in the climax, like, the whole school is burning down and kids are trapped in the building because their goal is to burn the entire school full of children down. Ooh. Yeah. Like, it gets big and crazy and wild. and So it wouldn't benefit from catching their breath too long, I guess? Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's... There's just so much that you kind of, I think you check out just a little bit because there's too much where it's like, I can't keep up with all this or it's so wild and over the top that it kind of pulled me away just a little bit. Not bad though. I think it did a pretty good job of holding, knowing what it wanted to do and staying within that, those confines. I just question if the confines shouldn't have been created just a bit differently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious the scores because this sounds like something I don't want to see. <laughs> IMDb, 6.0 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics, this surprised me. 73 critics, 84%. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Audience, 1,000 plus, plus, 62%. Okay, see, that's about what I would have They're thought. on where IMDb is. Yeah. And I'm coming just a touch above them, but under the critics at a 7 out of 10. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, I still don't think I don't. I don't yeah, it's a little much. I don't, yeah. yeah, tonally it would make you check. I think if it were a little bit more like let's focus on like the impact of these murders and like they did one and like it really slowed down because they were so damaged by it. And sure. They were worried that like the one was maybe like I don't think we should do this or maybe we should tell somebody. And I think you could have created more tension that way, but it would have been a more serious film. So there were kind of two roads they could have went, and they decided to go that way of just like nah, they'll murder, 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 and then when a boy gets in the way, they're gonna murder him too, and then they're gonna sure. you know what I mean like it's got bigger and bigger and bigger that's a tough idea yeah that's a tough concept i don't think i would want to tackle that movie no that's just it seems difficult and they did a good job the the performances were there everything was good didn't didn't question anything getting a max 7.0 is not nothing no no tragedy girls tragedy girls well my next movie max might just steal from me Uh uh-oh because it's happening max Uh uh-oh 2021's Mad God. Oh, Mad God. Time to talk about Mad God. Mad God. And I'm... This is, this is another Black Dynamite scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I God. watched this on the 26th of June. It's an hour 23. Horror, fantasy, animation, directed by Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starring Alex Cox, Nikita Roman, and Sadish Radakanda. I like it. Yes. I like that trail. Yeah, that's for you, buddy. I'm going to be movie summary. A corroded diving bell descends amidst a ruined city, and the assassin emerges from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens. Yeah, there's uh, not much more story than that. No, it is just one crazy thing to the next. Yes. It's all claymation. It is probably the scariest thing you will ever see in claymation. It's largely yeah. claymation, not completely. Right. Yeah, there's it's so if you're not familiar with Phil Tippett, Phil Tippett has been doing stop motion animation since like pre-Star Wars. He did yeah. the the hollow chessboard in Star Wars. So if you ever heard of that little film that came out in 77, that kind of gives you some idea of the scope. He worked on Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park before they moved to CG, but he did basically the whole thing in a brand new style of stop motion, which like was incorporating computer to help get rid of the jitter of the stop motion and then they decided to move to a fully CG thing which I know is kind of like one of the big 
moments of like tragedy for his career for him. Right. He did RoboCop, of course. Yeah. I mean, like if you name a movie and it had a stop motion scenes and it was the thing, it was probably Phil Tippett if it wasn't earlier with the Ray Harryhausen stuff. Right. So, I mean, like you have to understand his background is he's the like since Ray Harryhausen, he has become the master of stop motion animation. And this is exactly why this will show you what he can do. Oh, my God. The fact that like <laughs> what it's so visually striking to the point that it's visually overwhelming. Like yes. I actually got tired watching this movie because it was such a visual assault on your eyes. It is a lot. It is. It's a hard thing to recommend. It is. It's more experience than movie. It is. Hey, I actually wrote more experience than movie. Nice. 30 years in the making. 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. I mean, you know how long it takes to do stop motion stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing acid is my guess of what happened here. I think somebody dropped acid. It's crazy. And like you try to try to break down the movie thematically and is he trying to make up is he trying to send a message with the movie? I think to an extent yes yeah it feels like he is if, if for the long I, I'm gonna say maybe 30 minutes of the movie you're like there's a plot I'm following this little guy around and uh-huh. like, oh everything's weird and some yep. things are real big some things are real small and oh okay and like then it kind of tonally shifts yeah and I'm like wait a minute now we're not we're not doing what are we doing yeah now we're doing this okay and yeah. like you're following this and you're like all right well now what do we and you just you don't stick with anything long enough there is a theme that goes throughout all of it but it's yeah. so paper thin right i think as an experience it's amazing everyone should watch it agreed <laughs> it's gonna scare the shit out of you it's wild it is how people think of any of this stuff i mean it's we're crazy. talking gross gore we're talking weird there's weird political stuff in it mm-hmm. there's little lemming people that are like created to be ground up essentially oh yeah yep yeah there's a lot of weird shit in here crazy stuff the puppet work the animated yeah. tied to the live action tied to the stop motion tied to the claymation it all works so well in bizarre ways and like everything is so well addressed every piece of set deck everything every color is you can tell that there's so much intention in this film and if you look at the credits the crew on this movie was small as shit Right. So it's like this was clearly a passion project that he was working on when he had a chance with a small group of collaborators. It's right. really awesome, bizarre experience. 30 years makes sense. Yeah. So much. So much going on here. So I was not sure how to score this one. <laughs> and please forgive me if I'm not up to par. I don't know where I'd score it truthfully either. It's a hard okay. a hard movie to evaluate. Well, I'll tell you what the critics thought. Okay. IMDb gave it a 6.8. Okay. The critics, 73 of them. 92%. That sounds... I mean, it's an art house film. Like we said, there's themes in here about... There's political themes. There's themes about overpopulation and, like, mass consumption and destruction and how that's... You know, I mean, like, there's a destruction and there's a rebirth thing. And the, yeah. I get it. I like I understand, but I don't like that either because from the critics, I don't like that because it's I, if we did this in a regular movie, you, you would never get away with it. Mm. You know, I don't know. Critics, critics, ooh. the critics, ooh, critics like us, ooh, <laughs> the worst. The audience, fifty plus, sixty three percent. Okay, I gave it a six and a half. I think it is a weird movie. I think it's hard to call it a movie, right? Plot wise, but it's such an experience. You should experience it once. Absolutely, yeah. It's worth checking out because it shows you an example of what cinema is able to be. And if, right. if for nothing else, it's really cool to be like, this is something a movie can do if you want it to do that. If you want to do some acid and take 30 years, you could totally do something to this caliber. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe not because you're not Phil Tippett, but you could do something like it. Mayhaps. Yeah. Cool movie. 
Really bizarre, but really so cool movie. Just yeah, everybody go watch the trailer, and it'll instantly everything will make sense to you. Right, exactly. You're like, oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> cool movie. So what do you got? 1983. I remember 83. Not well. Vigilante. Ooh, Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante. Watch Ooh. this on five twenty two twenty two. It is one hour and thirty minutes. Perfect runtime. It is an action film directed by one of my favorite B-movie directors, Bill Lustig, director okay. of Maniac Cops. Ah, uh, yes. Director of Maniac. Like, love me some Bill Lustig stuff. He loves his vigilante justice. He does. This has got the Robert Forrester in it. It's got the Fred the Hammer Williamson yes. in it. It's got Richard Bright in it. It's an awesome cast of people that you want to see in a movie, especially Hell of yeah. this time. Hell yeah. Yeah. Your summary for this one is exactly what you'd expect. An outraged family man joins in a co-worker's fight against a local gang after they brutalize his wife and son. Oh, no. So it's just Bill Lustig's like, hey, you know what's really cool? Uh, Bronson. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, Death yeah. Wish. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. going to make Death Wish. And right. Lustig... If you're not familiar with Bill Lustig's work, he did a lot of work around the North Jersey and New York in the 80s. And what I like about Bill Lustig's work is it's so kind of raw sure. and grimy, and it feels very authentic to that area of that in that time. Again, I can't speak to that perfectly, but from what I know of it, like the uh, like the I think it's 81st Street or 81st Street, all the cinemas, the low rent cinemas in New York, the sleaze factor, that kind of beloved time right. for B movies in New York he's like he has like such a pulse on that feeling and I think Forrester does an awesome job of trying really hard to be like I'm going to take these people to court I'm going to do everything the prosecutors say I'm going to testify I'm going to make sure that these people get put away for a long time and when they don't because of a technicality he kind of loses his shit and he doesn't go like completely bat shit crazy he joins up with Fred Williamson who works in the same place as he does they're both uh, auto mechanics okay. and he's just like hey man listen I tell you you guys got to take these suckers down and he's like so are you in or what and he's like yep we're going to we're gonna to get these dudes and so they start going after i mean like the way he does these scenes there's a scene where he's up he chases a guy up to a really high uh it's like a like almost like an observation platform okay and he throws him off nice and it's like super low budget so there's like how the hell are we gonna throw this guy off of a tower on this budget and they do this really like impressively it makes you feel like it's a dangerous situation like somebody's actually falling like you can tell if you look at it for more than a couple seconds especially nowadays when we're everything's upscaled the four Okay. So yeah, it's obviously a dummy that's getting thrown. But the way the camera is rigged and everything, it feels dangerous and airy and floaty. Nice. And I think that Lustig's really good at capturing kind of the rawness of things. And I think that's what attracts me to his movie. Even a movie called Maniac Cop, which you know what you're signing up for on a movie called sure. Maniac Cop. But it's better than it has any business being. Maniac yeah. Cop 2 especially is like a fucking top tier B movie for me. Yeah, it's exciting and, when that happens. Yeah, and this movie feels in that ilk. It's like way better than it should be. The music fucking slaps in this. You got like that 80s, like end of the 70s in like funk inspired, but it's synth based. It's like sure. so good. The synth pop. Oh, it's just <laughs> like so, it's like that funky synth, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's like, damn, this is this is some fucking groove here that I want to get on. Yeah. Um, this is I'd call it, I think we've, we might, we reference this every now and again. I think it's one that you probably won't dig unless you really dig Lustig's style. So sure. I'd say if you're a completist, you'll get joy out of it. If you're not a Bill Lustig fan and you're just, just kind of like, this just looks like like low rent death wish to me. And sure. you wouldn't be wrong. Right. But that to me, that's the pleasing part of Lustig. What about Fred Williamson completionists? Uh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, if come on. This is not going to be the fir- the worst Fred Williamson movie you're going to watch on your complete run of his work. No, totally not. I I think I hit that one. <laughs> IMDb 
6.4 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics. Five critics went back to do this to a paltry 20%. Oh, boo. Audience, 1,000 plus gives it the second best possible score, 69%. Nice. And I'm coming in just a touch lower than IMDb with a 6 out of 10. That sounds pretty definitive. Yeah. Solid movie. You're going to get some grit and grime, and it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's if that's what you're looking for in your B-movie, then totally. I could see critics being like, it's Death Wish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, sure. it's a hollow copy of Death Wish, and that's fine, but he had something to say, especially about the justice system of New York specifically circa this time. So, whatever. Whatever. Better than Death Wishes 2 through 12. That's true. We should get all of those on here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Bye.